Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Okay, I want everyone, if you would open your Bible with me to 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. And today I'm going to be talking about something that every follower of Christ needs to learn. We all, there are certain lessons that are very, very important for every believer. And uh, this lesson today essentially has what has marked, I believe, all of the great Christians since the beginning of time. There are certain things that are unique to, to great followers of God. How, how many want to be a great follower of Christ? Amen. Praise the Lord. And so certain things are unique to them. And, and 1 Samuel chapter 30 covers a time in the life of David. David was a very special man of God. He was so special that God said that David was a man after his own heart. He was so special that God even named the throne of his son as the throne of David. Okay, so we're talking about someone who really touched the heart of God. And if you look at David's history, David was not perfect. Okay, he, was, he, he failed. He made mistakes. He had, he had struggles in his own home. And yet, there was something about David's life and David's heart that was so pleasing to God. David was known for writing beautiful psalms, and he was known for slaying giants. He was known even for conceiving the building of the temple. His son built the temple, but David was the one who said, how could I have this house and the Lord not have a house that's even greater, more wonderful? David said, I'm not even going to sleep until I build the Lord's house. So there were things about David that were really special. Now, whenever you look at a, a great life, okay, one of, the things that, uh, uh, one of the things that's universally true is that great life or great lives are also marked by great hardships. And, um, and people are really not made on the mountaintop. How many know people are made in the valley? Great people. And so today we're going to look at one of those times when David was in a valley. And today the, the title of my message is How to Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. Because everyone needs to learn how to strengthen themselves in the Lord, and this is one of the things that made David unique. And before I read the text, everyone look at me for a second, okay? Here is a, a, a kind of like black and white reality. Ultimately, in the end, there is a part of your life that is just you and God. Whether you're married, whether you have children, or grandchildren, or lots of friends, or few friends. Uh, it doesn't matter where you find yourself, ultimately, when it comes to God, that there are 
there's a side of your life uh, uh, that is just you and God. All of those other, obviously, having a spouse or children, whatever it is, those things are a blessing. Friends are a blessing. Support is a blessing. A church is a blessing. But Christianity is individual. When, when we become Christians, we don't do it nationally. We do it individually. We say, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. My master, my king, my friend. Amen? And so today, we're going to be looking at how to strengthen yourself in the Lord because everyone needs to recognize that there are times when things get hard and difficult and it's just you and God. You know, and uh, you're going to see that David, the great King David, had some pretty hard stuff happen to him. But God used the tough stuff to shape him. So I have to bring you into this story today. This story is, uh, is uh, uh, one of the darkest days of David's life. And David was, uh, um, came onto the scene. He, he took Goliath down. And after he took Goliath down, he became, he became part of the army. And people started to praise David so much that Saul got jealous. Saul got to the point that he wanted to kill David. He was chasing David. David was on the run. David would not retaliate. He would not touch God's anointed. He said, I'm not going to do that. And he just kept running. And uh, so David was on the run. And he's moving with his family. And Saul is chasing him. And there's all kinds of things. He, he didn't have a a place to lay his head. It was a very difficult time, but David was staying faithful to God. And then there comes a, a, a moment in time when David is off trying to do his best in light of some pretty difficult circumstances. He wasn't bitter. He wasn't angry. And then literally things went from bad to worse. The bottom dropped out. The man after God's own heart had the absolute bottom Drop out. So let's let's go ahead and read this First uh, Samuel uh, uh, chapter thirty, beginning with verse one. Now David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. They had left. They were in a different place. And then it says, "Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it and had taken captive the." The women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire. And listen, their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Leave it right there. Okay, so David is running. Okay, he's being pursued and persecuted unjustly, never did anything wrong to Saul. And, and he basically had to leave his home, he had to leave his people. And, and he's living in foreign areas and fighting strange battles just to survive. And he's trying to stay faithful to God and love God. And he's writing psalms, beautiful prayers from caves and continuing to seek the Lord. And one of these days when he goes out to to raid and to bring in food for his family when he gets back home, it says 
that the Amalekites came. The Amalekites were always the enemies of God from the very beginning. God said, I hate the Amalekites. Okay? These were always the enemies of the people of God. And what the enemies of the people of God did is they stole his family and they burned even his temporary home. So imagine there's bad and then there's bad. When your wife and children are taken, how many know that's bad? Okay? So uh, part of the, the moral of this story is that we all can have really bad days even when we serve God. That's life. That's reality. You know the song when I was a kid, I never promised you a rose garden. So that rose garden will be when we get to heaven. You see, heaven will be perfect. But when we're here, even though we love God and God loves us, there are bad days sometimes. This is one of them. Let's keep going. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of uh, Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. Now, talk about bad to worse. Now his own team, his own armies were turning against him. The soldiers that he fought with and the, the people who joined together with him, even they were turning against David. And then here it is. Okay, let's read this together. But David found strength in the Lord his God. One more time. But David found strength in the Lord his God. This is what, the, this is what today's message is all about. It's learning how to strengthen, strengthening yourself in the Lord. When, you're, when everyone is gone, when people are turning against you, when the bottom falls out, it is important for us to learn how to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. It is a very, very important truth for all of us to, um, to really take deeply into our hearts and lives because everyone has these moments. Every, no one gets a free pass on this one. We all have bad days, and some days are even worse than others. Okay, let's look at what David did. It says, David found strength in the Lord. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. Abiathar brought it to him, and David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered, you will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. David and the 600 men with him came to the Besser Valley where some, of, some stayed behind. Uh, um, we're jumping to verse 17 because there are a lot of details. David actually found the Amalekites and it says David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day. And none of them got away except 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. 
nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else they had taken. David brought everything back. And then it says, he took all the flocks and herds and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock saying, this is David's plunder. What an amazing turn of events. But you know why the events turned? It's because David strengthened himself in the Lord. And I want to pray now because there are things about Christianity that only work if you put them into practice. This is one of those things. In fact, this might be, you might be here today and are in one of those seasons. Okay, that it feels like the bottom has dropped out. But how many know, even when the bottom drops out, okay, we have a rock that we can turn to. Okay, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to teach us. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Lord, thank you for that song. You are wonderful, O oh God. Every single day you are wonderful, O oh Lord. God, we pray, Father, for your blessing upon the remaining moments of this meeting. And I pray, God, that you would take these simple truths and get them deep into our hearts. Inspire us, O oh God, to find our strength in you and you alone, O oh God. Bless this word, I pray. By your mighty power, in the name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen and amen. So for the next few moments, what we're going to do is look at how did David find his strength in the Lord? How did he strengthen himself? What, what were the keys? Because they're simple, but really, really powerful. So what this passage teaches us, first and foremost, okay, is that David, the first thing he did is David was honest before the Lord. David was honest before the Lord. Okay, this is subtle but powerful. So when David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters uh, were taken captive. It says, so David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left. Now this is important Okay, because this is one of the things that marked David from start to finish. David, in this particular case, he just cried before God. You know, he just cried. Now, I want to I say this. This is very, very important for all the macho men in the group. Okay, listen. Sensitive does not equal soft. When I was growing up, they would say, that guy is soft. Oh, this dude is soft. So somehow, somehow people think that when a man is sensitive, he's soft. Well, David was not soft. David cut the head off of a giant. David fought a lot of battles. David had no problem going after people and taking people down, okay? And, and one thing is, is to be, you can be a warrior, but you can still be sensitive to God. You see? Hallelujah. And it's one of the things that we need to really come back into the church, especially, is that men would be sensitive to the Lord. 
You see, because in God, honesty is the best policy. When you really bring before the Lord the reality of what you're going through, then God could deal with this. You see, God can deal with your issues if you bring them to him honestly. There's something that I've seen, to me, this is like, I've seen it in in different states, in different countries, different cultures, different families, okay? When people live in denial, people live in discouragement, okay? Stop denying the problem. If you want to be strong in God, you have to face what the issue is, okay? I'm telling you right now, I have observed this for many, many years, okay? Families stay stuck. People stay stuck. Instead of being honest before the Lord, instead of coming before the Lord and saying, my heart is broken, my life is shattered, I've wrecked it, I've ruined it, Lord, it's my fault, whatever it is, however ugly it is, when you're honest before God, you're inviting the power of God. But listen, I have seen, amen, amen, hallelujah. But listen, listen. Long-term discouragement always is always uh, deeply connected to denial. Okay? Long-term discouragement is always deeply connected to denial. So if you're living in denial, okay, that's, that's one area where you're not inviting God. You see, families are crippled because there's an issue. Marriages are crippled because there's an issue that nobody's dealing with. You know, even parenting, always remember this when it comes to parenting. Parents get to the place where they're afraid to tell their kids the truth, and the truth does not make people sin. The truth can set people free. I say, well, if I tell the truth, they may not talk to me. It's the truth is the power of life. Things have to be dragged in. So look, long-term discouragement is always deeply connected to denial. But strength in God requires an open channel to him. Here's what David's secret was. David always kept an open channel. Keep an open channel. If you sin, if you fall, if you do something wrong, immediately keep the channel open. Go right back to God and say, God, I blew that. Okay, I blew that. I wrecked it, God. That's my fault. But keep the channel open. Don't make excuses. Be honest before God, what made David so special, even when David was angry. It's so funny. There are certain psalms. They're called uh, imprecatory psalms. Is that the right? Psalms that David was angry and he was saying, Lord, smash their mouth and break their teeth and all kinds of stuff. You know, that's Old Testament. We don't do that. (laughs) Love your enemies, the Bible says. However, he would pray these things, but by the time he ended, he was worshiping. Amen? By the time he ended, he was worshiping. And so, can I tell you, can I tell you, it is so important, it is so important to live an honest life before God. And to, to live in denial... Okay, to live in denial is to really put your life on hold. You know, 
David didn't hide his feelings. There was a song, we don't sing this anymore, but there's a song that says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Just because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We got to bring it all to God. Powerful. Simple. How do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? First thing, start with the truth. Okay. In business, they say confront the brutal facts. Very, very important for us. Just deal with it. But here's what's awesome is that you deal with it not by yourself. You deal with it with the Lord. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, the key to strength in God is the truth. He just cried before the Lord. He said, my heart is broken. Instead of going, I'm fine, I'm fine. How many people you talk to? How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. You're not fine. You're like a nervous wreck. You're shaking, you know what I'm saying? Nothing fine about you, you know. When, when people are living like this, you look like you look like you can't breathe. You're not fine. You know, deal with it. You see, look, if hurt and pain keep coming up in your heart all the time, Guess what? You're not over it. You're not over it. Okay? You haven't really brought it to God. When you bring the deep stuff out, when you bring your trauma, when you bring your pain, when you bring your disappointment to the Lord, see, when you bring it to God, okay, what happens is, is that God takes it. He is the great burden bearer. One of the Psalms says, praise be to the living God who daily bears our burdens. You see, but if you're carrying it, you haven't given it to God. You haven't brought it to God. So first thing is he was honest before the Lord. Very, very important. And then secondly, the second thing that he did is David recommitted himself to the Lord. He recommitted himself to the Lord. It says, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David, let's read this together. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Now, we need to unpack this, okay? This is a very, very important thing. I want to, I want to point out, first of all, that before David tried to fix it, he got his strength from God. Okay, before David tried to solve it, he, not was, he was not only uh, uh, um, honest before God, but he knew this thing has happened and I need God to do something in me before I do anything towards this. Towards A or B or C, towards your marriage, towards your finances, towards your relationships, Whatever it is, you always turn to God first. Amen? And so David, what David did is he, 
The Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord. And here's what it means. It means that when the men turned against David, David didn't turn against God. When the circumstances turned against David, David didn't turn against God. A lot of people, when the circumstances turn against them, what they do is they turn against God and say, I thought you loved me. How we know he loves us even on bad days? Hallelujah. You see, and this is the difference between us really growing and becoming strong, okay, and us staying in the same place in the Lord. We, we have a propensity when the time, see, who you commit to in hard times, or should I say who you turn to in hard times, tells you a lot about who you trust in. You see, if you turn to your friends before you turn to the Lord, who do you trust? Your friends. If you turn to this or you turn to that. So David, what he did is he strengthened himself in the Lord. And I need, I want, I need to define, because where does recommitment come from? So look at what this says. Look at the definition of strength. Strengthen means to become stronger or grow stronger. Okay, to have courage and to make firm and stronger by binding and tying. By binding and tying. So the reason why I say David recommitted himself to the Lord is because in the midst of this storm, what David did is instead of turning against God, because people were turning against him, all right? And look, we've all been there. We've all been, been, had these conversations with God. Is this the way you reward my faithfulness? Okay? Nah, we never say that to the Lord. You know? Is, is, is this what you do for me when I do that for you? Is this how you, is this how you A when I do B? You know, but David didn't do that. Okay, what David did is he got stronger in the midst of this very uh, difficult, he became stronger. Put the definition back up so that they could all see this. Very, very important. Okay, by binding and tying. So here's, here's what that means. It means that David was in a storm and David said, I'm going to throw a rope around God. And I'm going to tie myself to God. And even though I can't hold myself in the storm because I'm tied to him, even though I'm weak, he's strong. He's immovable. I'm movable, but how many know God is immovable and he won't let me go? So listen, listen, this just, this is like, uh, um, this is on March 13th. 13th, 2017, just a few weeks ago, okay? This says six days ago. I'm not exactly sure. Six days ago, not a few weeks ago. A massive flood hit uh, a village in Zimbabwe. I can't say the name. There was a woman who miraculously survived the flood by hanging on to a tree branch for six hours with her two-month-old baby strapped on her back. 
The woman who survived stated, I owe my survival to this tree. Had it not been for this tree, I would be dead. And she looked at the tree with tears trickling down her cheeks. All right, so let's look at it. Six, six days ago, there was a flood and a storm. And a woman instinctively, watch this, guys, okay? The baby was tied to who? The mom. Okay, this really applies to us today because maybe you're going through stuff that even people who are tied to you are in a storm. So look, the baby would have never been able to handle that, right? But the baby was tied to mom. And guess what mom did? Mom tied herself to a tree. You see, she said, she said, six hours. She grabbed onto that thing and the, the raging waters, six hours, the raging waters, you know. And how many know she let go? See, in the New Testament, it says God's power is perfected in our weakness. How do you get strong? In a sense, you get stronger by becoming weaker, by saying, I can't do it. But God, I'm holding on to you. Because when I hold on to you, you make me strong, oh God. <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what it is. When you hold on to him, you get stronger and stronger and stronger. How strong? Strong enough to endure a six-hour flood. On our own, we can't handle it. But how many know when we tie to him? Hallelujah. You see, that's why when we were singing, we sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. The lamb is overcome. Do you realize what that means? It means that Jesus overcame every single storm on the cross. Hallelujah. He endured that storm and all we have to do is grab onto him. And no matter what happens on this side of glory, we will make it. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. All we have to do is grab on. All we have to do is grab on. Don't blame people. Don't waste your time pointing fingers. Don't waste your time making excuses. Throw a rope around the Lord. Tie up. Say, let the storm come. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. See, Christians were never meant to live in light of the storm. You see, we are meant to live in light of his strength. So when people come out of storms, you're like, David, how did you do that? You know what? It's because I got strong in the Lord. You see, it's not the storm. See, the storm, there is no storm that God, God, the Bible says in one of the Psalms, he sits enthroned above the flood. You see? And so he strengthened himself. And, you know, I thought about you and, and we're going to, I got this last point and then we're going to make some time to pray. But I've, I've been think I think about you a lot. I just want you to know that I think about you a lot. About your families, about how you're doing, single people, everyone. We, I think about you and I pray for you. And here's, here's, as I was thinking about this message, 
I was thinking about you going through hard time, you going through disappointment, pain that is overwhelming. You know, the life, the pain of life can be absolutely overwhelming. But I think about you hearing a message like this and you saying, I don't care, God. I don't care, God. I'm throwing a rope around you today. I'm throwing a rope around you today and I'm not going to let you go, God. And I know that I'll come out better. You see, we have these light and momentary afflictions, the Bible says. But then our faith comes forth as pure gold. You see, you think that to God, the issue is for you, but I, for you it's the storms. For God, it's what he's, the beautiful faith that he's bringing out of you. The Lord, what he's interested in is your faith. He can snap his fingers and it could be over. But he loves those who choose to trust him. You see. So now, first thing he does is he's honest. Second thing he does is he recommits himself. He doesn't say, oh God, I'm leaving you because you left me. No, he's saying, God, this has gone bad. I'm getting closer to you. I'm going to recommit myself to you. I used to be close to you, but now I'm going to even be closer to you, God. I'm going to hold on to you so tight, I'm not going to let you go. There's a story in the Old Testament where he wrestled with the angel and said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Hallelujah. See, we need to learn how to pray through, brothers and sisters. There is a dark night of the soul but when you go through that dark night and you grab down to God I'm telling you, you come forth strong you walk out of situations and circumstances like that strong and then other things come up in your life and people are like man, you're mighty cool you're, in, you're, like, you're like in good spirits in the midst of all, of course I'm in good spirits you don't know what he's taken me through hallelujah you don't know what he's brought me through you see? And then, and then here's, here's the last thing. Guys, the last thing that David did is David sought guidance from the Lord. After he strengthened him, remember, strengthen first. Recommit first. Honesty, recommitment, and then... When you settled, look at me for a second. When you settled all of the issues, God, I'm not going any place. I'm staying right here, okay? I'm just binding myself to you. I'm not going to give in to the temptation to be bitter or sour or critical or negative or whatever it is. I'm just holding on to you, God, because I know that you're good and you're faithful. Then watch. Then watch. Because we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Then he says, bring me the ephod. And Abiathar brought it to him. And David inquired of the Lord. The ephod was a garment that the priest would wear. It was a sacred garment. And when the priests went before God and they went to seek God, they had to put the ephod on. <clears throat> Essentially, the ephod was a, it was like a sacred garment for seeking 
the Lord, and he went to God and he said, look, Lord, times are hard, but I know that nothing is impossible for you. You see? So now, Lord, I'm not just going to take this sitting down. God, give me the answer. Give me the solution. Show me the way out of this. Okay. He bound himself to the Lord, but then he went to the Lord, and he was seeking God's guidance, and he was saying, listen, listen, I know that this is a hard place, but hard places are not too hard for you. Remember, when a situation seems unsolvable, how many know God can solve every unsolvable problem? God can fix it. God can change it. Now, you can't tell God how to do it. But from the ends of the earth, from the bottom of the barrel, from the darkest night, God always has a way out. And so what I love about this story is that David understood that when God speaks, we get strong and we can get the victory. God's guidance has the answer. God's guidance has the solution. Here, very quickly, and then we're going to close. So, for example, sometimes a wife, for example, is in, a, is in a difficult marriage, right? You see? And if you go by the spirit of the day, you know, the spirit of the day will say, take the day off, don't cook for him, don't do this, don't do that, you know, all female power, all this stuff, okay? All right, oh, he's going there, yeah. Here's why, ladies. I don't want you to get, get dragged into the nonsense of the world. Okay? Remember, what the world is saying is not what the Bible says. You see, but here's what. Amen? Hallelujah. So, the Bible says, listen, the worse he gets, the godlier you get. Okay? The worse he gets, the godlier you get. You get more godly. He gets less godly. He gets more wicked. You get more godly. And then remember, in, in, the, in, the, in God's government, whether saved or not saved, if, you, if a woman submits to a, her husband, wife submits to your husband, the husband is above her. She's under him. But guess who's over the husband? So guess what God says? You want to mess with my daughter like that? Oh, yeah. You want to mess with my daughter like that? Now, guess what? I'm going to have to deal with you. And how many know when daddy says, I got to deal with you? Woo! How many times my wife said to my kids, I'm going to tell daddy. And they said, don't tell daddy. Ladies, tell daddy. Just tell daddy. Hallelujah. You see, God's strategy is different than our strategy and the strategy of the world. There's all types of ways to solve our problems. And when you get God's guidance, okay, God's guidance is also attended by God's power. Just get the word of the Lord. Okay? Shall I, shall I go after them? Go after them. Surely you will overtake them. Go for it. 
You, you go fight them, David. Go after them. doesn't matter how many there are. You go after them. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to give you the victory. And listen, the Bible says he not only got all of them back, but he plundered all of them. Only God can take the worst things and make them the most beautiful things, the most fruitful, the most prosperous. From the darkest place, you can go right into the most blessed place. Hallelujah. But it all, listen, he strengthened himself in the Lord. Okay? How does this happen? It all begins with honesty and with recommitment. I think that we all should recommit ourselves to the Lord. But here's what I, what I think that we should do today. Maybe you're here today and you're, on, you're in one of those seasons when the Amalekites are attacking. The Amalekites are coming. The, the avowed enemies of God always in history. The devil is always after us. He always wants to bring us down. He always wants us to be depressed. He always wants us to be in darkness. He always wants us to be deceived. He always wants us to be defeated. And maybe you're in one of those seasons. The Bible says in the New Testament that there is a day of evil. Maybe Satan has vomited on your life and it's just a sewer. A sewer in your mind darkness, defeat, whatever it is, or someone in your family is going through it and, and you're like, I don't know what else to do. And let me tell you, when that mom grabbed a hold of that tree, that baby was safe. Some moms need to grab a hold of Christ today. He is the immovable rock today. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's all stand and lift our hands. Our faith is in you. When we're weak, God, you are strong. Hallelujah. When we come to you, Lord, impossible things become possible, oh God. Physical, emotional, relational, financial, all things are possible with Christ. Hallelujah. So, Father, we pray first and foremost for everyone at this altar. God, I pray that you would strengthen them in the Lord today. Come on, everyone, stretch out your hands. We pray for divine strength, oh God. We pray for strength, oh God. Let the strength of God flow, oh God, towards your people, oh Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Strength, strength, hallelujah. We won't live in denial. Oh, God, we'll live in the light. Oh, God, because all things are possible for you, oh, God. No matter who turns against us, we'll only turn to you, oh, God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We love you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now listen, here's how we're going to pray. The Lord has the answer. Everyone say, God has the answer. The Lord has the answer. We're going to pray now. If you're in the, in the seats, stretch out your hand. 
Okay, if you're at the altar, lift your hands. God has the answer. And we're going to pray. God is going to give you the answer. God is not only going to bring it all back, but he's going to give them more. They're going to have like David's plunder. Hallelujah. He's going to restore not only what was stolen, but he's going to fill their their cup to overflowing. He's going to bless. Come on, pray for the overflow of heaven. God, we pray for victory. We pray for overflow, oh God. We thank you for the solution. You have the solution, oh God. You have the answer, oh God. But we pray, oh God, that you would bring the blessing now. Defeat the enemy and bring the blessing by your mighty power, oh God. Hallelujah. God, let the enemy be plundered in the name of Jesus. Let broken things be healed and stronger, O oh God. Let lost things be found and even more blessed, O oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Every answer, oh God, is found in you. So we thank you. God, we praise you. God, we go from this place. God, saying hallelujah because our God has overcome. Hallelujah. Could we put our hands together and praise him today? Come on, lift your voice. We praise you, Lord.